Hey again. So I've just been, just kind of been walking around. Walking around the, uh, I guess the areas of town that, that have good energy that I would like to live in. A lot of trees, a lot of nature, a lot of green. And yeah, it kind of, I got, um, I got to thinking, I had a message, I messaged one of my friends who moved, recently moved to Australia. He, he used to live in London, he used to work in London, then he got married and started a family. And he moved to Australia and he was telling me about their house prices for a typical house, 1.4 million Aussie dollars. He said that's common. But he said that the rents and the, the actual mortgage payment payments were unbalanced. That you would pay two or three times more on your mortgage payment than you would on a rental. Now I'm assuming the rental, say if it was around $2,800, that the rental's got no mortgage on it. It's owned outright. Otherwise it would make no sense. You would you would have to be charging 7,000 Aussie dollars, which is what the mortgage properties are charging. So it kind of creates an unbalanced, an unbalanced system. And what that's gonna mean is the people that are providing rental properties, all of a sudden, they're gonna start selling up because it makes, economically, it makes no sense. You would be, you wouldn't, you, who would wanna pay 7,000 Aussie dollars when you could pay 2,800? It doesn't really make any sense. So it creates an unbalanced market and so it's difficult to get a mortgage because with, it sounds like high interest rates, it's gonna be, it's gonna cost you more to own it and rent it, rent it out versus someone that has owned those four and paid off the mortgage. So it really makes no sense. And he got to talking about tax and the stock market, saying that he got stung. And it, it's, it's typical, right, because Unless you know the long-term trend, as in you know what is going to be coming up. And I'm talking like in a general sense, like... Like if people aren't able to buy properties, where else are they going to go? They're going to have to rent. So if you look at where the market is forcing people to go, that's typically where you should be placing your money. 
if the banks are forcing people out of being able to afford to buy a property, the only choice they've got is to rent or to move back home. But many people won't be able to do that. So you may see almost like a split in the rental market where you have more Airbnb types or more shared shared accommodation. Kind of like student accommodation. So you'd have people renting a room. So you would invest in the companies that would facilitate that. So it might be estate agents. It might be construction companies or companies that facilitate that kind of student accommodation. Because they're the, they're the people that got the expertise that are going to be called upon to facilitate that. So they're going to be the people that are going to be seeing their profits rise because they'll be getting more they'll be getting more business and it'll be organic but it'll be on a scale of all of a sudden the supply or this demand is just skyrocketed and it's just because that's where that's where the market is forcing is pushing things it's pushing it's making the conditions that people have to buy a house so what can you do you can rent a house rent an apartment house or apartment so you rent a house or apartment with other people so you've got companies like Airbnb that might be maybe involved in something like that I mean those companies like is it Verbo I'm sure they're all probably owned by the same people Home Away was another one. I think they got bought out by Expedia. So you got these companies like Expedia that are adapting. They know that people are not going to go on traditional package holidays anymore because because of all the things that have happened over the past few years that people are looking for something more protected, more intimate. So it's like they would rather rent a house or a flat and go and stay there with their family rather than staying in a hotel and mixing with other people. So this is all about adaptation and balance. It is a change in the general theme of things. And it's not necessarily being coordinated by people. It's more those people are facilitating, they're expressing 
there's the visionaries that will already say like this is how things are going to be they'll be creating the products or the services that reflect that that reflect where things are going to it's just a general general shift in energy it's not it's not necessarily someone forcing something No, they made on the general on a general idea like with money and cash obviously they're trying to push people towards digital but in going to digital it cuts people off it creates limitation more so than money because you can hold money in your pocket you can hold it in your wallet and regardless of the value of it you can hold it and you nobody can take it away from you that would just be called stealing but say if if it was all digital and suddenly everything is connected your identity is connected to your digital wallet your cars your car license plates so say if you if you run a red light or if you were speeding they could automatically deduct it from your balance without the need to send you a letter as they do at the minute that's the kind of thing it fosters and that's a limitation on you because it means now you have to be careful what you're doing because there's a direct there's a direct effect your money will just be deducted and that's that's just because this, this system of trading, this system of money, it's all part of the same system. So the people that overall have a say in the system, that are supporting it and building it, the money is the part of that. Because the money has got the monarch, monarch on it. It doesn't have your face, it doesn't have your neighbour's face. It has the sovereign's face, the person that you give the charge to. Because after all, your money is a debt. And this is what I was talking to my friend about, or I recorded something, because he was asking... He was asking things along the same lines. And I explained to him about how trusts, charities, specifically how private schools work in the UK and the difference between the difference between uh, a company that is taxed a company that makes profit and a charity a charity does not make profit they are not for profit so a private school typically either is in trust which means there's many there could be many trusts pertaining to the properties, land, anything like that. But they charge, 
let's say they charge £25,000 a year per student so they have sufficient sufficient income and all they do in order to abide by in order to be a charity or be a trust all the money is accounted for all the money is spent the books are balanced zero if you've got profit or a positive balance your books are not balanced you've got a there's a charge remaining and in order for that to be balanced it has to be taxed it doesn't mean that all of it is taken it just means that on that balance that is what can be taxed so a percentage of that will be taken so I've spoke about it before it's like if you have it's, it's almost like it's, they're doing you a favour by taxing you because holding on to the, the money is a debt it's a liability so in order to be free from debt and liability you have to spend it all it's not about who is holding the most it's about who is holding nothing so you could you could hold it all in assets and property because that's not a debt or a liability if it's all paid up if it is balanced but then the property if that makes a profit that money has to be accounted for it has to be has to be redistributed to be balanced can't, it can't sit as profit because you get taxed on that depending on how it's structured capital gains if it's personal if it's uh, limited it'd be corporation tax and maybe some other form of VAT or something but it is just a race to zero to get everything to zero and that's it because you can't really be if there's nothing there there's nothing due there's no there's no remaining charge so you can't be taxed on something that doesn't exist so why do all these billionaires all these tech millionaires and billionaires why do they have so much money they don't it's a perception they have things and assets but they don't pay for it the net worth is defined by the price of the shares in the companies they hold a share in the company that's it 
and the net worth is defined by that it's not defined by how much they got in the bank which I'm sure is probably close to zero they probably just put in enough pocket change everything else would be provided for by other means specifically living expenses maybe covered by a trust most likely a trust and as long as everything is zero that's it balance and so I explained this to my friend and that's what that's what he's come to understand as well that all these people that are trying to avoid tax they're not seeing what they're actually they're not seeing the big picture the reason that they're being taxed is because they have an outstanding charge they have a debt you make let's say you make £10,000 a month or your company makes £10,000 a month and your expenses let's say they amount to £1,000 so that means £9,000 remaining £9,000 is what you're going to be taxed on right if you'd spent £9,000 you would only be taxed on £1,000 right so if you took let's say you're only, your expenses only amounted to £1,000 so you took £9,000 as your share you're going to be taxed on £9,000 or it's going to be less than £9,000 because you now you have to pay the corporation tax on that, right? So you pay the corporation tax on the 9000 and then let's say it's 7500 that you get. You then pay tax on that 7500 Because it's an outstanding charge, it's a, it's a debt. Whereas everything has to be an expense for it to be balanced. It has to be expense to the balance of £10,000 because that's your income but a lot of people will just try to avoid paying tax they'll have say £6,000 profit and they'll try and hide £6,000 profit because that's the liability so if they know that they're liable for £6,000 and they try to hide it they'll get caught because what they're doing is tax avoidance they're avoiding paying the tax on the money that they know should be paid on So, if you've got debt or zero balance, no tax, because you're going to pay all your expenses, you're going to pay for your office space, you're going to pay for your utilities, you're going to pay for any vehicles that are needed, you're going to pay for any equipment that's needed, 
and then you're going to pay your you're going to pay your salary and that's going to be all the money gone all the money would be gone and so there's nothing left there's no charge left to distribute so if there's no charge left to distribute there's no liability and if there's no liability it creates no obligation because there's no debt now if you've got debt if you've got a negative balance if you owe that's a different that's a different kind of scenario because obviously you can't you don't pay tax on that how can you pay tax on something you don't have but there may be instances where you do if you've taken out loans or or if it's in the form of uh yeah, it depends on, on what the loan is, what it's for. I think it would be better to avoid that obligation altogether, to not have loans or mortgages, because that just sets up... It just creates things that could be incredibly complex. because you've got interest rates to consider. If your interest rates increase, then that could affect your ability to repay the loan. So it could overstretch you, and then you may have to stop uh, paying some of your expenses, or you may have to sell some of your property in order to rebalance. So I think it's better to be balanced from the get-go rather than start from a positive or negative extreme it'd be better to be zero than to be one it'd be better to be zero than one and zero unless you want to be indebted I guess that's the difference if you want the indebtedness you want to owe something then what you need to do is to keep putting the charge on yourself keep giving yourself the same charge every month and uh, then you'll retain the same liability So, if you think about money as energy, currency, current, that's what money is all about, it's an exchange of energy and currency and debt, and the more you have, the more charge you have to give away. And that's just by virtue of being in the system, being party to the system. You can't really, 
live outside of it at the moment because if you've got a company you've registered your company and when you register a company you agree to certain obligations like filing accounts and filing statements so you can't really get around that that's just just the rules of the system maybe at some point in the future there'll be different different structures of business that won't require you to register with a system like that it'll be a different uh, different method of trade and exchange and commerce but that's not that's not here yet but that's the that's the crux of it it's an exchange of energy it's an adaptation it's finding balance there's balance in your books and typically people won't balance to zero they'll balance to whatever just to whatever is um, whatever is remaining after the liabilities which is typically like your your assets cash things like that minus your liabilities which is like debt uh, taxes in some cases and then whatever is left over is I guess you call it like the remaining charge the balance But it ain't really balanced because you've got you've got less outgoing than you have incoming. And for it to be truly balanced, your outgoing has got to match your incoming. If it's more or less, then it's in or closer towards polarity. So in both cases, it wouldn't be would not be balanced. So that's just a different way of understanding your finances and the reason why people say people complain oh the rich don't pay taxes it's because they've got no liability they have no or this is an assumption anyway they have no liability everything all of their assets it's the business, it's the shareholding, it's the stock. That's what is considered, well, that's how the wealth is derived. By the value of the stock on a given day. So if the stock plummets, you'll see a new story, oh, such a body's net worth is plummeted by a certain amount. They're only worth 
20 billion now. Yesterday they were worth 50 billion. So it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that the bank balance has changed. They haven't suddenly spent 30 billion overnight. They don't have 30 billion in the bank. The business is worth or was worth 50 billion and it lost 30 billion because the investors took the cash out. So really, it's not the money, it's somebody else's. Or it is a... It's made up, it's a... Whatever someone thinks on a given day, that's how much it's worth. Okay, so... So I think that's it. That's how you try and think about your finances in terms of balance. Not the not the number really, but the trying to get to zero. It's not about how much how much you have it's about how much you spent and for things to be balanced it has to be zero your incomes and your your outgoing and your income and have to align that's what that's a charity that's a trust not for profit Now these big companies, are they for profit? I bet many of them have a negative balance. But that's just, that's just my opinion. Not looked at. I bet if you looked at the financial statements, there'd be a lot of debt or investment, something like that. I can't see it being retained as profit and not be allocated for companies earning for companies worth billions they would not hang on to cash it's debt it's a liability they would most likely be in negative equity but because their sales or their income or whatever they would uh likely show it as investment and loans you would use debt okay so that's it how to balance your finance